Obviously, it's her busiest two weeks of the year, but uh, Vicki Sparks, God bless her, has decided to cut loose 10 minutes of her valuable time and join us here in studio during, uh, this is a week two of TIFF. Week two of TIFF. It's the most wonderful time of the year, I think. Is One more time with feeling. Are, are, are you feeling <laughs> like if you got a... the most tired time it, of the year. Yeah, if yeah. you got like a little TIFF hangover? Or? Yeah, I mean, it does, uh, It. I mean, this is the epitome of first world problems to say sure. I'm tired from seeing so many movies. I mean, <laughs> that's not something most people are going to find a lot of sympathy for. Yeah, so nobody I understand understands. Yeah. Why don't they understand? <laughs> My butt is numb. Yeah. Uh, last night you saw Joker. I sure did. Yeah. Tell us about that because I think a lot of people have been eagerly anticipating this film. Yeah. So it was really interesting. I also got to see a Q&A with director Todd Phillips and the cast after the movie. And what you need to know about this Joker is that it is not a superhero movie. This is really a character study on one villain that has been in a superhero universe before. They don't anticipate this movie connecting with any previous Batman universes, um, either in the past or going forward. It's really a standalone look at the Joker. And when and, uh, standalone, looks, sorry, look at the Joker, do you mean in terms of like uh, we uh, get a greater understanding of how the Joker became who he is? That's exactly right. correct. And what Todd Phillips, the director, said is that he wanted to ground the Joker in the real world. So, you know, in some of the comic book versions, the Joker falls into a vat of acid and that's why his face turns white and his hair turns green. And he mm-hmm. was like, that's not really what happens if you fall in a vat of acid. You so, know, my, my favorite Joker, by the way, is yeah. Cesar Romero from the oh, 60s Batman. Uh, you've gone old school. Yes, because I, I don't know if you recall or seen, but like he started the role with no mustache. Right. And then later grew one, which became like a signature thing for him. And they tried to just painted over with the red lipstick and you could just see this and there's like a big bushy mustache that's amazing yeah. that's amazing so with this joker because they wanted to ground it so much in reality it's much darker than even I anticipated knowing it was a dark film going in. Like more than Heath Ledger's Joker? Oh yeah, Yeah. whole other level. Whole other level. So what they did was because they want, I mean the Joker we all know turns into kind of this mass killer, sociopath maybe guy. So they had to create a set of real world circumstances that could do that to a person. So they look at his childhood and the circumstances he's growing up with. He's mentally ill um, and kind of all of the things that play into this becoming possible. So it's a deeply unsettling movie with one of the most incredible performances I've ever seen in Joaquin Phoenix. So mm-hmm. it's it's going to be interesting to see how the general public reacts to it because it is not going to be for the faint of heart. Um, and it's been, you know, 16 hours. I'm still deeply unsettled by, by what I saw. I was about to ask you, did you have, despite the fact you've got this tiff hangover and you're yeah. down on your sleep, did you have trouble sleeping last night after seeing I it? I didn't have trouble sleeping, but I will say the movie sticks with you. Like Joaquin's performance Performance is almost performance seems like too light a word for it. It's like he is possessed or inhabits the role of the Joker. Everything about him is different from his teeth to his body, to his posture, to his hair, to his movements, to his voice. It's has, an incredible performance. Has he talked about that uh, here at Tiff uh, Joaquin? Uh, just how, because I think the Joker's that sort of role that uh, it consumes you when you play it. Yeah, yeah, he didn't talk about it last night in the Q&A. He just said that he was, he he took a little convincing to sign on to the role, Todd Phillips said. He said he kept showing up at his house day after day talking about it and talking about it. And after a couple of weeks, he was like, 
dude, are you going to say yes to this? And he was like, (laughs) I still don't know. And he was like, we got to move forward one way or another. But they seem to have forged a real partnership between the two of them, Todd and Joaquin. And this is really, um, it's a leading role in a way that we don't often see in movies. I would say about 95% of this movie hangs on Joaquin Phoenix. The supporting roles are very minor. All right. That's a joker that you saw last night. Uh, Catch us up for those that have just been watching Tiff from the sidelines or casually as we're about a week and a half in now. Uh, What film is getting all the buzz? Well, there's a couple that are getting a huge amount of buzz. The first is Hustlers, which actually comes out in wide release in theaters this Friday. So the general public's going to have access to it soon. And if you're not making the connection, that is the Jennifer Lopez stripper movie. Uh, But soon the connection you may be making to that movie could very well be the movie Jennifer Lopez won an Oscar for because that is all the buzz that she is getting right now, that her role as kind of the head of this stripper family of women who, uh, based on a true story, kind of begin hustling and drugging people to steal their money, um, is earning her the most buzz in terms of awards and in terms of critical appreciation for her mm. performance that she's ever had. Wow. So you, you think actual, legit Oscar butt, like we could see her she, nominated? If you Google Jennifer Lopez Oscar buzz right now, I would guarantee that 100 articles would come up about this movie within two seconds. I think she is a serious contender for a nomination. All right. So that's Hustlers. That's Hustlers. Uh, what's the other film? If strippers aren't your thing, you can go to the other end of the spectrum and try a little Mr. Rogers on okay. size. Um, <laughs> yes, that's is, definitely on the other end yes, of the spectrum. Diametrically opposed films um, with uh, Tom Hanks stepping into the role. It's called A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood off of the popularity of the documentary Won't You Be My Neighbor that was released last year. Um, This is, again, it's a true story, and it's based on an article that was written for Esquire magazine um, quite a few years ago by a journalist who was a cynical kind of gotcha journalist. He was known for really digging into people's past and people you thought were squeaky clean. He would find that one piece of dirt on them, and he gets assigned a profile on Mr. Rogers when he's a young father, and everyone's a little bit nervous, but Mr. Rogers reads his stuff and decides he's the journalist for him because he thinks he can help him. And uh, they develop this incredible friendship over the course of this profile piece that he writes. And the man, the journalist, is absolutely changed by it. And I was worried that it would be quite sweet and kind of overly saccharine as things can kind of get with Mr. Rogers. And you've got Tom Hanks playing Mr. Rogers, which is a dream come true in so many ways, but also maybe too much of a good thing. (laughs) And I can say without saying anything else about the movie, I can say that my fears were easily allayed. It's a beautiful film. It's going to win a lot of hearts. Uh, I can't wait to talk about it. Tom Hanks, definitely going to be in contention for an Oscar. Matthew Reese, who plays the journalist, equally as fantastic. So what Tiff has shown me so far in this first week is that we have a big fall of movies coming up. A lot of really, really strong offerings. Yeah, nice to see an up-and-comer like Tom Hanks get a break and, and really mean, find a breakout he's role. He's been trying you know? to break into the biz for so long, yeah. that guy. Everybody <laughs> likes him. Uh, okay, also part of Tiff, aside from the movies, of course, are the stars in town, the red carpets and all of that. Uh, I, I know I was actually shocked. I don't know how you feel, but when I get up in the morning and I yeah. see that there's a celebrity trending, uh-huh. I get worried. Right, sure. I, I saw Lionel Rich uh, this morning. I'm like, oh no. And it was all because the weekend. The weekend. Uh, we haven't seen him in a while. He yeah. was in a red carpet and he showed up uh, with a mustache looking a lot like Lionel. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Thank yeah. goodness Lionel 
original is fine. Yes, exactly. Uh, having said that, is there any other sort of little stories you've seen or anything else kind of uh, oh, buzzing about Tiff? Well, I mean, a lot of parties going down these mm-hmm. last few days. I mean, if you're wandering through Yorkville, you're wandering through King Street, any kind of big restaurant in Toronto is hosting these after movie premiere soirees yeah. um, that you can kind of hang around on the sidewalk and try to get a glimpse of someone. Uh, so far, no one has spilled any celebrity secrets to me that I can share on air, though lots of celebrity secrets I cannot. Uh, But what's really fun about these parties is you get to see kind of, if you make it onto the inside, you get to see these casts interacting, obviously, in a much more natural social way. And you can really tell kind of who's real friends and who are actor friends and just, Uh you know, friends for the press and who actually enjoys one another's company. And it's also really interesting to see kind of the hierarchy of celebrities within these movies and within these parties you see people who get like security area vip areas that no one can get through unless they're like approved you see people with vip areas that don't have a security guard you have people with vip areas who have someone from the movie studio and then you have people who are just not deemed famous enough even though they're in the movie and maybe have like won an emmy and they just like have to get their own drinks from the bar and it's so interesting to see the horror (laughs) i have to get my own drink (laughs) it is it's a horror it's just interesting to see kind of who fits into what category I've been quite surprised at a number of parties this year as to who doesn't make kind of the list of the uber famous. Let me ask you, have you figured out what color pass you need to get into the the best events? Because there's always one, right? Like, like is it yellow or no? No, it's not a pass system anymore. It's an individual ticket to every party. And the tickets are... beautiful and quite large so you cannot oh, lose them and okay. that is all i can say or publicists around the city will have me taken out because <laughs> <laughs> i i did notice this being at the uh, canadian country music awards yep. uh, this weekend everybody's walking around with lanyards that say all access oh yeah which is the one you want that's the one you want but it occurred to me nobody just has like access you no. Know, no, nobody just has the access badge. No, no. I'm not sure there are all access badges at yeah. TIFF, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> like, maybe Cameron Bailey has an all access pass, but yes. I think it stops with him. Oh, I'm sure he does. Yeah. Yes. Vicki Sparks, Hopefully. great to see you as always. Thank you.